When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The BHP Podcast is presented by bowhunterplanet.com. Join the hunt. Support for this podcast is provided by Grind Life Coffee, Burris Optics, Skull Hooker, Scott Archery, and Cold Steel Knives. Hey everyone, this is Tim from Bowhunter Planet. Make sure you check out the new podcast, Respect the Game, wherever you find your podcast. Let's mount up! Hey everyone, welcome to the Bow Hunter Planet podcast in studio. Uh, it's myself, Tim Mazarana, and uh, Uncle Bob tonight. Uncle Bob, how are you? I'm doing good, Tim. Good, you? Good, good. I'm I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk to our to our guest here on the phone with us today. We have Preston Mullins. Uh, Preston, you uh, you run DIY Hunter, is that correct? Yep, you got it. Cool. Well, man. me and my me and my buddy Jack. Yeah, we kind of run it coincide. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, why, tell tell us. Let's kick it off. Let's talk a little bit about DIY Hunter. I want to hear about you, where you're from, and all that. But but uh, give us a rundown of DIY Hunter. What is it? What do you guys do? Let's go. Okay. Short and sweet. We'll give you the uh, cliff note version here. We're two buddies that grew up in like North Central Pennsylvania. Um, oddly enough, actually, his father he was from Pittsburgh. And we grew up about three hours from Pittsburgh. And when he was in eighth grade, his father retired, moved to my hometown. We became great friends. And when I was like 15, his dad took us out west for like three weeks on a fishing trip. I didn't. I just went, and it was a blast. And I got totally hook, line, and sinker. We did Idaho, Montana, Wyoming. We fished. No, no, I mean, it was, no pun intended, huh? Hook, line, oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so then you fast forward like... That would have been in like, I'm not gonna say my age here. Let's just say a couple decades. We jump ahead, and <laughs> what are you, you look now like, you look like you're 24. You that's okay. Hey, you should see if I shave. I look even littler. Yeah, no, um, I, I look the exact opposite. Anyway, but, uh, so you fast forward like 25 years here, 20, uh, probably like 20, yeah, 25. I actually now work and live in the town he grew up in, and moved up to my town. And once I got out of, we both went to school for quite a while. I'm actually a chiropractor by trade cool, and he's man. a, he's a, uh, an, an ER doctor by trade. So we were in school for, we had eight, nine years under our belt. And once we got out, it took that, you know, two, three year window to be financially, to be able to actually do stuff. Yeah. And next thing you know, we started doing a couple Western trips and we're hunting and he lives in Delaware. So it's tough for us to get together. So our big thing is every fall, let's try to do one big trip. And we went out, our first trip was for rifle for elk. And our second trip was over the counter, uh, archery for elk. And like halfway into it, it was September of 2017, maybe we'd already been out there twice. Now this was our first archery. 
we're just sitting on the hill and he was like oh man he goes dude we're we're doing pretty good at this for like east coast guys right like we're getting into elk he's like we haven't got hurt we've shot a million arrows like we're calling bulls in and i was like i know i'm like you know this social media thing because you know how it is you're like starting to hit your mid-30s you're kind of starting to back be on the back side of social media and i'm like maybe we should like put it on the internet and he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, and at this point we talked about dabbling with film and whitetail hunting. Yeah. And I'm like, let's just start like filming crap. That's September. And literally by Christmas of 2017 to 2018 new year, I had like logos drawn up, designed a website, created all the social media. And then in spring of 2018, Turkey hunting, we just brought a camera every single day, and then from there on, we just started bringing camera gear. So Always, we're, we're talking, we're talking two years ago. Then. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah like cool. literally, we just went balls out, brought everything, and that spring we had a pretty good hunting season, and then in the fall we had a pretty decent fall. Um, the biggest buck I killed to date was on film. He killed a boatload of doe, a buck with a muzzle loader, and we just sort of we didn't change anything. I think that's the big thing, like. Uh, DIY Hunter, I, I kind of came up, I'll be honest with you guys, I, I made up the logo and the name after like 22 beers watching football. Yeah, that's how we have our <laughs> best ideas around here. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I have it in my bedroom on a napkin with a beer pen that my buddy that owns the bar gave me, and I drew it, and I had a design artist bring it to life, but yeah. like, I just thought, let's just put it out, but the one thing that we never ever watch all of our content, we never tell anybody, like, we're good at this. Do it this way. We're like, here's what we do. Yeah. Like, here's what we do. I take it or leave it. Yeah. It works for us sometimes and other times. So we just started filming already what we were doing. There was no alteration, right? Like we had five years worth of hunts already lined up in this and that. It's just a matter of now bringing it to life for video for people to watch. That's no all. Doubt. No doubt. I think it's actually eerily similar to like, Dave, a, so Dave, Dave and I, and Dave, Dave, I don't know if you saw him walking on the camera a little bit. Oh yeah, doing I saw some him. Work out there. He's usually he usually is on a lot of the podcasts, right? He, he is yeah. on a lot of podcasts, but every okay. once in a while he gets some freedom and he walks away, and things are just so much smoother and calmer and nicer. But don't tell him I said that because I'm sure you not a word. He won't even hear this because he won't even listen to it. He's no. playing catch up <laughs> right <laughs> now with he, a bunch of equipment that's actually, been sent. Guy, yeah, he's actually a guy that edits all this stuff, so I'm sure he'll hear. I love you, Dave. Um, but no, that it, it's eerily similar in, in regards to like, we just wanted to bring kind of the passion out, um, by no means, by no means are we professionals. We've always claimed like it's the amateur, it's the amateur bow hunter for the amateur guy and all that kind of stuff. So kudos to you guys kind of keeping that alive because that, that's what real hunting is about, right? It, it's about, absolutely it's about kind of figuring out on your own. You're never going to learn what you can learn in a book. Uh, you know, you got to step outside, you got to experience it yourself. Um, I've only been hunting for about, gosh, eight years and, and I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, approaching the big four Oh. Um, so I didn't start until late in life. Late and, start. Uh, yeah. Really, really late start. And, uh, it, you know, it, that's what it's about. It's about the experience. So kudos to you guys kind of bringing that out. So, um, I, what I want to talk about though, is, is how you got into hunting. So what is it? Did you grow up into it? Did you have a mentor? Like, how did you get into hunting? So, as many people in the country know, the Pennsylvania, I, as far as I'm aware, across the whole country, everybody's familiar with the Orange Army in Pennsylvania. It's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. It's like a million, just shy of a million, 700, 800,000, hit the woods for rifle season. And quite literally, on our school calendars growing up, 
you'd hit after Thanksgiving, and it was Monday and Tuesday. It said buck season, school closed. The following week, Monday, doe season, school closed. Literally, the businesses in the schools closed. So you didn't, it wasn't like not a thing, right? Like, right. you didn't figure out you liked or didn't like hunting until you were like 15, 16, because everybody and their brother bought a tag for every family member, and you sat your ass against a tree whether you wanted to go or not. You're sitting there. <laughs> yeah. And that was, and then you went. Well, then my uncle is, he actually, he shoots at the 50 and over open class for Matthews. Okay. Uh-huh. He's just, he's an unbelievable archer. And he's like our county renowned turkey whisperer. And he had all, he had all daughters and I'm the first nephew and the only nephew actually, now I think about it, that really hunted. So once I hit 12, he just drugged my ass with me, bought me a bow, bought me a tree stand, put me in the tree beside him, brought me turkey hunted because I was kind of his like outlet to get away. Yeah. And then you his just excuse. Yeah, exactly. Cause with him having, with him having his daughters and they were, God love them, but they were not into the outdoors at all. Um, so he just drugged me to that. So my dad grew up owning a sawmill, working in the woods. They're rifle hunters. Like they shoot rifles and don't know up from down when it comes to bow and arrow Turkey. And my uncle did that. So I kind of got every Avenue for the whole season, just drug out into it. And then, uh, through college and stuff, when you're moving around and going to grad schools and moving towns, you, I kind of lost touch with it. And some people were like, Oh, how, well, I would have never lost touch. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty hard when you're living in like Manhattan, going to grad school to hunt. And I got out of school and it was like, well, now I have a paycheck and not a lot to do. This is way cooler. And then it just got really bad after that, like <laughs> really bad. So yeah, it just kind of took off. Why don't you give us an insight on what kind of bow equipment you're using? Uh, right now I have the Bowtech, the SR6. Yeah. Um, I believe it's a year or two old model. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I ran, I ran a, a Matthews, literally a Matthews switchback, which in my opinion is literally still the best bow they've ever made. I got rid of one about eight, 10 it's, years it, ago. It actually, I gave it to a kid who's a youth hunter to get into shooting and he's killed a deer with it this year. His first deer ever with a bow. And there's a small part of me that still hurts that I gave it yep. to him yeah. because that bow is like renowned. Anybody you talk to. Yep. The problem was I was shooting it at 258, 260 feet a second. And I pull out, uh, it was the first year the defiant came out uh-huh. and I pull out the defiant and I'm throwing it at 300 feet a second. Uh-huh. Changes and, the game a little bit. Yeah. And I went, I'm a very big proponent of, take every advantage I can for devastating destruction when I'm shooting a bow, because I have, I am errant. I'm errant on my shots at times and I can't control animals. The heavier, the larger, the blow, the better the outcome is going to be for me. And I went, I'm now increasing 80 grains in 30 feet a second. I can't not upgrade my bow. Right. So I went to a Hoyt and then I went back to a Matthews and now I'm into a bow tech simply because for me, Everything out the door, I don't give a shit from Adam. That bow has a largest back wall when I'm Western hunting to move around at full draw. That's it. Um, and to be honest, <laughs> if you draw one of them, once you get over the hump, the back wall on them is like the smoothest, easiest things. It's just, it's an incredible bow. But I don't care if it's to the next guy, it's Hoyt. I could give two craps what it is. It right. just, to me, that back wall, exactly. it actually... 
it's actually mentally a little tough to let the thing down because the back wall is so far from where it lets go. But when you're walking around on bull elk out there and you're moving, the the worst thing in the world is just to like have a quick have a quick letdown. Yeah. Um, if a bow wants to take off, I think that's good for archery hunting deer. I don't I don't like that out west because when it's ready to take off, you can get caught peeking and it wants to go on you and get you in a lot of trouble. Yeah, we have actually, we actually had that conversation earlier tonight. You know, that a lot of times if you don't have a good back wall, um, actually Jamie Jamie was shooting one tonight that um, he had a little issue with the back wall. He didn't little really like jumpy. it. Little jumpy. Yeah, it was a little jumpy. It, they um, get jumpy. Yeah, he, he said he, he gets trigger shy on it. So he, that, Absolutely. That's, that's the problem with it is like you're, you're too worried about what's going to happen next. To be yes. able to focus, right. You're not comfortable slow shooting. down, and really figure out your shot. So, no, that, so makes, I, that makes a lot of sense. So, I've shot a bow for 23 years now, 22, 23 years. And I've, to this day, I don't want anyone to take this wrong way. I've never developed target panic. Yeah. Because I believe target panic is developed mostly by those who are thinkers. And I'm not a thinker. I'm too dumb. And I dumb everything down. <laughs> So I don't develop target panic because I don't picture kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Like you could hand me your bow in your stand and I would be like, give me that damn thing. I'm going to kill this deer. I don't think I just kind of do. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And I've never, ever had it. Well, last year I flipped my cams to the speed cam on the bow tech, which eliminates the back wall, which I was unaware of. And for the first time in my entire life, I had my thumb trigger take off. And I wrapped where I should have got stitches, but I super glued on my Ooh, mouth. Wow. And for about six weeks, I had target panic that I never developed because of no back wall. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of the hardest things that I ever overcame because that bow is built for target shooters because it's ready to rip. And I would say you only had about a sixteenth or an eighth of an inch and you're all 80 pounds is in your hand going. And I was like, I would never, ever shoot a bow like that. It's just insane. But for target shooting, I used to shoot 3D. I would probably shoot it. But like you're saying, if you get a back wall problem in, you're toast. Yeah, Forget yep, it. Yep. Agreed. And, and I developed target panic due to lacerating myself with my own fist. <laughs> that'll tell you. I'll tell you. I wore that punch like a champ, though. I didn't go down. I wobbled. Oh, yeah. I wobbled, but I did not go down. And if I you did, did, it wasn't on camera, and I'm not admitting I do a lot of. Three, <laughs> I do a lot of 3D shooting. And I was screwing around with the release on the line one day, and I, I set the sensitivity Oof. just a little light, and I pulled that thing, started to pull it back, and I wound up popping myself right in the face. Yep. And for, like you say, for about a week, every time I pulled the bow back, I was I was a little jumpy on it. Yep, <laughs> I went. I had to go. I went from a thumb release back to a wrist strap, and I blind bailed for like six weeks with my old Hoyt. I didn't even shoot the Bowtech. I just switched bows. <laughs> yep. And uh, it kicked it, and then I was good to go after that. But it was like uh, that's that's what back walls for me. The importance of them because I I move. I now I'm in a saddle hunting this whole season in a saddle. Like I want to be able to swing around and let that thing down and not have it wanting to take off on me. Which. Yeah. To each their own, right? Like, no, and that's, all, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, I the bow, the 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 bow world is way too Ford, Ford or Chevy, and I'm like, yeah. guys, no, these bows. You don't think every one of them rip off the technology of all the others? They all do. Oh yeah, they it's all do. It's all the same thing. So I was like, if you like the prime that I would rather throw in a ditch than shoot, 
Power to you. Yeah, it, it, that's one of the big arguments I have with people when they ask me, what is the best bow out there? <laughs> I can't when you're that When me. you get into that yeah. price range of $1,000, $1,200, they're all fantastic bows. It comes down, what do you feel comfortable with and yep. what shoots good for yeah, you? Yeah, but there's a bow yep. at four or $500 that you would also like. That's yeah, the, that's, that's the thing. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it really is to that person what it you know what they like and what the feel is. So exactly. Like Dave, 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 all he cares about is the grip. Yep. The grip's good. He's good. You know. So now make make a little joke about that, but we we try to drive. You that could put a Hoyt carbon in his hand, and all he talks about is oh, the grip is just unbelievable. <laughs> it's a, it's it's an ongoing <laughs> joke around here. Yeah. Uh, but no. Which no, and then and then if you that home all the time. So. Well, as I was just saying, then if you really break it down and you want to get technical with an uncle who's. Matt, Matthew Stafford and I've shot with my whole life. You start breaking it down. Watch all the best shooters in the world. Guess what they do? They take the grip off every freaking yeah. bow they have. Yep. They're shooting bear, bear, bear riser. Absolutely. There should be nothing. The grip in reality is absolutely a joke because it should be it should be in your lifeline with a dead fish hand, and there should be nothing. Hey Dave, when you're editing this, I want you to I want you to copy this. I want you to put it on your phone. I want you to play it. Every all my three D bows. The grip comes day. off it. I put a thin piece of uh. <laughs> Uh, white adhesive tape around the the riser. Yeah. Yep. It's right. it should. I, I'm a firm believer there should be a little bit of play in it, like in terms of smoothness, because sure. that bow will settle right in your lifeline. You got but it. if it's tacky, they put these big aftermarket rubber galvanized, and it doesn't move. <laughs> yep. It gets you in trouble. You're 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 screwing with anchor points unless it just slides into the hand. What kind opinion. of setup are you using for sight? Um, I actually run a, a spot hog. Uh, Tommy Hog. It might be a, it might be a hog fall. It's a Tommy Hog, I believe. But I run a four pin. Okay. But I actually that's kind um, of, you don't see a lot of people running four pins nowadays. So no, but I like it. 20, 30, 40, 50. Yeah. Done. Got it. Um, I didn't like 20, 30, 40 because I've been at full draw on a lot of elk anywhere between 40 and 60. And my 50, I can manipulate. I can shoot sure. my 50 at 20, but I can manipulate it to 60 so easy. Yeah. I was like, I'm doing four. Now, the thing is, the one thing I do that most don't, my 20 pin is a .019, and then my 30, 40, 50 are actually .010s, which is which real is small. Which is super smart. Yeah, yeah, because I don't like that target being covered at 50. I just don't like yeah, that. Yeah, you're exactly like I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, granted. That's God not really a compliment, my... by the way, if you know <laughs> Bob well enough. <laughs> I'm taking it as one so two. It is a compliment, no, I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. My, multi, <laughs> my multi-pin sights. Everything, the 20, like you say, is 0.19. Everything else is 0.10. Yep, and, and God willing, my eyes hold up to be able to keep, because it's small, but um, that, that spot hog, uh, minus the weight, I, can, I can't speak too, too higher about it, because, I mean, I, I'm an equipment user, right? Like, I battering ram my shit, like, bad. Yeah. And that thing, that thing, I dropped the dang thing out of my freaking tree stand square under the ground, and I, I test shot it, things fine. I've ran two years ago i ran my bow case over and obliterated everything and it didn't even bend the site i was pretty cool. surprised cool. Yeah. Yeah. so are you a mechanical fixed blade kind of guy and, and so, after the answer you gotta tell me why okay so i've always been mechanical forever minus the states that don't allow it mm-hmm. due to having the ability to shoot a 29 and a half inch draw with a 500 grain arrow, and I'm a huge proponent of sheer blunt force trauma. I always have been. And I'm like, if I shot 58 pounds 
with a 27 and a half inch draw because we have people message us i will inherently always tell them and i'm not a two blade i don't i don't like two blades i've seen too many flaps seal up i'll say get a three three blade something in the one and a quarter to a one and three eighth get a three blade fixed blade and sharpen the hell out of them don't shoot a mechanical you don't have enough energy there's too much in my opinion too much talk on kinetic energy versus velocity versus look blunt force trauma is blunt force trauma and yep. the story and i shoot mechanical i shoot a front deploring due to if it doesn't deploy i still have almost a full inch cutting diameter and i can blow through a deer and i want devastating destruction because i have like i said 500 grains coming out at yeah. just around 292 so i want the biggest baddest hole i can put into oh. a deer because if i get in three inches six inches it's not it's not gonna make it you know like it's gonna be good bullets, so i try I to say bullets don't have blades Right. Exactly. That's a perfect example. Yeah. And you can kill a deer. I can vouch with a 22 rifle. Oh I yeah. Watched sure. it. Firm believer in it. Sure. So now do I think there's a time and place for a fixed blade? 100%. However, our opinions altered this fall on the bull that I shot. We've shot two blades because all we want is penetration on big animals. And we actually, I shot a two blade iron will that was sharp enough to, I, you could skin a gnat's balls. It was so sharp. And I didn't get a pass through at 19 yards on a bull elk this fall. And we had no blood trail for almost 700 yards. Wow. And unfor unfortunately, we lost him. And we know he died. I mean, I, I wheelhoused him. But he didn't bleed because there's no cut. There's right. no cut on a two blade. And we went against everything we always, always say. And that's the second animal that we've hit. The other one lived 100%. But there's just no devastating... We actually switched our broadheads at camp and went back to three blade Grim Reapers because I was my buddy or no, he had a four blade. Jack's like, I'm done. He goes, I'm never, he goes, screw this. And we talked to Corey Jacobson. We talked to uh, Dirk. He's like four blades shoot as much as you can. Just devastating. And we're like, yeah, we're done. This two blade shit just doesn't cut us for us. If it doesn't bleed, you cannot find it. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I am mechanical. Anywhere that they will allow me due to my setup being overpowering to shoot a mechanical, if that makes sense. No, yeah. I get it. When, total. when teaching or talking, I'm not one way or another in terms of anything. It is very – someone messaged me with their setup. I'm going to make the decision based on what they're asking me, not based on what my opinion thinks kills the best. Yeah. And for every person after I just said this that's going to say, well, make a better shot. Have you ever shot at a 700 pound animal that moves faster than your arrow? Because it's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. <laughs> yeah. So I shoot it. I want to make very clear uh, a four blade front deploying Grim Reaper, which is a three inch cut due to increasing my variance of air coming out in my favor. That's why I shoot it. Cool. Does yeah. That I make can sense? buy that argument. Yeah, I can. Like I, I, I would answer differently. But it's for the same reason. It's about it's about having having that room for error, right? It's oh about yeah. Eliminating eliminating the chances of something going outside of your favor. And yeah, so exactly. I'll, I'll buy your argument all day long. Um, I that's absolutely awesome, man. So so tell yeah, us about it's... what's coming up for you this year. What do you guys What do you guys have plans for? Uh, we have a fourteen dayer in Alaska for moose. Oh so, man. Dayer? Uh huh. Holy I God. think we have we have about twenty which is 
Uh, it's proving to be uh, painful because I've got this thing called the elk bug that I can't shake, but I might get lucky. And actually, uh, Logan Holtz from Burris, there's about a 90% shot he's going to hit a draw on a tag, and I'm going to actually run out for five days, and I'm going to be the film crew. Cool. So I might be able to... I might be able to scratch my itch because to me, shooting the bow and shooting the camera on an elk hunt, I don't care. Yeah. I don't, people will be like, Oh, we've talked to people. They're like, I don't want to go on an elk hunt because, uh, Oh, there's a chance I won't get to shoot. And we're like, Oh yeah, there's an incredibly high chance you won't yeah. like hundred percent. Cause if one of us get one, like that's it hunts yeah. over. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go out with him without even having a tag. I told him, I don't give two shits. Some of like, us. He's a resident. Some so, of our best times have been filming. Yeah. Mine is. Yeah. My, I, I have, I've actually upgraded all of our gear because I shake so bad being the filming, our, our audio was picking it up. So I'd upgrade the fluid head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I upgraded the fluid head to minimize that vibration because I, I, it's so bad in our video. You could actually hear my shotgun mic going because of me shaking. And I don't even have a bow, but, um, <laughs> God willing, fingers crossed, he hits that draw. I'm going to go out there and be run his film crew. But then September 15th to September 30th, I think we have 25 hours on planes to get to a lot, to get to where we're going. And it's a drop. We're dropping in, and they're saying we do not do outfitters. We don't. I'll make that clear. I have nothing against it. But one of the things I when I was talking to you there that I was saying, I can essentially, me and him can do four to five hunts on our dime versus one outfit hunt. Well, so it's it like, just, it's a play on your name anyway. I mean, if you use a guide and you're called DIY hunter, come on. Yeah. You know, I exactly. call you out on that. Honestly, I, call I you agree. Out on that. I agree. Yep. So we're, we're dumping in and they say, see you later. And if we get onto a bull, we have a Garmin in reach and we'll contact them. And if they happen to be in the area with the puddle plane, they'll drop in and get our meat. And that's, that's it. And we're going to be up there. We're bringing two bows and two rifles. That's cool. So, the front half, the front half of the hunt, my dad's gonna be up the bat, and if we get a shot at moving one in, we'll use the bow. But if not, we're gonna switch to rifles. Do you we're use, not, do you use any of the hunt applications like X Hunt or anything on your trip? Oh, one hundred percent on Oh yeah, we run. Um, yeah. unbelievable. Sorry. Yeah, we run. We work pretty. We work pretty. Uh, we work pretty hand in hand with Onyx. This will be three years now. We've been working with them, and like, I swear to God, I have. I I don't know what we would do how we do without it. I honestly, That's yeah, it's awesome. an unbelievable app. Cool. Yeah, man. it's it's a game changer for doing the kind of stuff we do. Dude, I I, I mean, I just I can't appreciate oh. the conversation enough, man. You you're like your your answers are are like it's real. Like it's rare that you talk to somebody in which like they're they're just. This is how I am. This is what I do. This is my honest opinion, and this is it. So that's cool. Well, man. I just last night I'm at the gym, and one of my buddies he was like. I'm going on a hunt out west with you. I said, perfect. When do you yeah. want to go? I go, because a lot of our stuff, every other year or hunt or so is a point draw, and the other ones are straight OTC. And that's a whole other conversation. But, yes, we do point draws because there's an oversaturation. And when you have 10 days, by waiting two years, you can increase your hunt, not success, but success in terms right. of how fun you had by 5,000% by waiting – by paying a hundred bucks in points. Yeah. So yeah, we do a lot that we have points, but it's still public land, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not outfitted or whatever. But uh, last night he said that and he was like, Oh, I can't, I can't do no Alaska. I'm not rich like you guys. And I'm like, dude, we've been sending this guy money for four years. Like, 
Yeah. It takes the weight off your back drastically when we've been paying. And then we just found credit cards that were skeezing through. We're putting it through my business so that we get it a uh, business. Yeah, we're going to cool. run a ton of money cool. through it. Yeah. And we get to buy one, get one free plane ticket. So we just cut our plane costs in half. So I was like, there's ways. We're very skeezy if you talk to us. We can figure, <laughs> we can find ways around stuff real we, cheap. We got, it's nice. We got to chat offline, I think. So. <laughs> yeah. Like there's ways to do it. But like this, hands down, this hunt is four to five times the cost of what we normally do. But my dad's 63 and he said, this is my dream hunt, trophy moose. I have a shelf life. When are we going? And we said, 2020. He's You're like, a good son, man. Done. Yeah. 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 He said, done. And he retired. So he's just counting days until September 15th. Cool, man. Hey, we, we can't appreciate you enough for joining us here. Um, we we got to have you back on. Been an amazing time. Can't wait to hear the success stories that you have coming up for, for 2020, man. Let's so hope. thank you so, so much for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next time. Okay? Yeah. Good luck, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Awesome, yep. man. Have nice a talking one. to you, Preston. Yeah, man, he, what a real he's conversation. another one huh? I could sit and talk to no, all day. And, and we could, absolutely. I mean, it's just real. What, what I love about it is the fact that he can sit there and and he, he even though it's it's by uh, a wing and a wish, or however you say it, right, um, that he's doing it, he has everything thought out. Like, you ask him a question, he has an answer, and he has an answer because he's thought about it. It's not just like, ah, I'm going to do it, and like I'm not going to think it through. So I think what a, what a great conversation, man. It was a really cool one. Yeah, that so. was a, that was very informative, fun fun yeah. talking to him. Yeah, cool. So awesome, man. We'll 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 see everybody here on the uh, Bowhunter Planet podcast again. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.